0: Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for March 29th, 2021. So this past week on March 25th, we had our 2021 trade deadline. So basically, I'm just going to go over that for this episode. Firstly, though, I'm going to go over my fantastic predictions from last episode and how I went basically six for six. So let me reread them quickly, just if anyone missed the episode or they forget. So my first prediction was Kyle Lowry stays in Toronto. And that's exactly what happened. There was a lot of whisperings. And, you know, there was a lot of talk that he was going to go to either Philadelphia or Miami. I think Masai Ujiri, who's the general manager of Toronto, basically wanted to start off a bidding war, but neither of those GMs really bought into it. They thought the asking price was too much. And I think lowry's value to toronto is so high that like an asking price couldn't have just just couldn't be met with um only guaranteed three months so i guess there's the off season uh, this summer we'll see what happens with him he is a free agent so he could re-sign with toronto he could go to philadelphia miami we'll see this summer next up i had lamarcus aldridge is either bought out or traded to a contender and then i said the celtics and the heat so I'll give my po- I'll give myself half points for this one. He was bought out. We kind of knew that already like it, it, like management and coaching staff basically confirmed it. So I mean this was kind of you know a half prediction anyways, but he ended up going with the Brooklyn Nets, which did surprise me. I feel like he fits kind of awkwardly in that team with with Blake Griffin there, but you know, they are loading up on talent. I mean, Blake Griffin and, and LaMarcus Aldridge are kind of like you know, 40% of the players they used to be. So, I mean, you're not getting a ton there, but they, they still are serviceable NBA players. And, you know, they have that veteran leadership. So I think he'll be solid on that team. We also had Andre Drummond. My prediction was management is unable to find a trade partner for him and he will be potentially bought out, which is exactly what happened. Adrian Wojnarowski actually said this morning, it's expected he's going to sign with the uh, LA Lakers. Um, And, you know, if, Anthony Davis and LeBron James out for extended time there. I mean, he, he's going to soak up a lot of minutes. So, yeah, good for him. And then we also have Victor Oladipo, who was traded to Miami. I'll get more into that later on in the episode. John Collins, my prediction was he stays in Atlanta and becomes an RFA in 2021, restricted free agent. There was pretty much no talk about John Collins. So, um, I mean, I think that was kind of a... Probably a bit of a ridiculous trade that people were saying, anyways, that he was going to get traded. And then last up, my sixth prediction was Al Horford. He has a difficult salary to match, and he stays in OKC. And we do have a bit of an update on that as well. Sam Presti, the GM of OKC, basically confirmed that Al Horford is going to sit out the rest of this season. And they're gonna try to either buy him out or, tr- or or find a trade partner with for him at a later date so he can get some minutes. But basically, OKC okay, so just wants to focus on their youth. And you know, Sam Presti said Al Horford and, and him have had re- really meaningful discussions, and and they have a they're on the same page. So expect him to be moved at a later date. So I'll give myself 5.5 out of six there. So not bad. I'll give myself half marks for for missing which team Aldred goes to. But now we actually have the actual results of the trade deadline. So first up, our biggest trade was the Chicago Bulls acquired Nikola Vucevic and al Farouk Aminu from the Orlando Magic for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. You know, I'll say this. I'm going to go through. So if you were paying attention, the Orlando Magic were huge sellers This trade deadline they they traded probably their three best players in Nikola Vucevic Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon and I think this is like you know I've been listening to a lot of reports and podcasts and stuff and people say like you know the Bulls kind of you know they pulled a fast one on Orlando and this and that and I don't really know how to evaluate this trade because You know, Wendell Carter Jr., he's he's been kind of up and down for the Bulls. Otto Porter Jr., I mean, he's been there for a season and a half. He was really good on the Wizards. Just kind of two kind of mixed bag players, I guess you could say. And then obviously the two first-round picks is huge. You know, I think the Orlando Magic probably could have got a better haul for Nikola Vucevic. I think they could have got, like, a net positive player and those two first-round picks. So, you know, obviously I'm not in the boardroom and, you know, listening to the calls and stuff but it just doesn't feel like enough for me i don't want to say it's a bad trade like those two first round picks could have huge value they're like a 2023 and a 2025 first round pick so like they're far away and this bulls team could be bad in in, in those four years so i mean they could have two really good picks but like wendell carter jr and auto porter jr i'm just like uh like i guess like i, I don't know maybe you see wendell carter jr is like a good project i mean he's really young he only got drafted two or three years ago he's a lottery pick drafted like eighth or ninth but um he's never really been able to put it together for this for the chicago team but on the other hand i think for chicago this is a great trade they're sitting at 10th in the east right now they're 19 wins 25 losses you know their first game with nikola vucevic they lost but you know i expect this trade is really going to boost their wins and i think He bolsters both their offense and defense for them. And for management for the Bulls, what this does for other players on the team, and especially Zach Levine, is it tells them we want to win and we we want you here for a while. So I think that really it paints a good picture for the management from the players that, that they are actually concerned with winning and they don't want to just be some average 500-level team. They they actually have a project going and they want to develop their players. So I really don't have much else to say on this trade, but um, you know I think it was a, a good trade for the Bulls and hopefully it turns out well for the Magic. Next up, we have the Portland Trail Blazers add Norman Powell from the Toronto Raptors for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood pretty lateral trade i think i mean the, the trailblazers add a good piece in norman powell some good some good firing power you know he, he's he's a free agent this off season and so is gary trent jr basically how i look at this trade is the, the trailblazers are loading up for the playoffs they want a proven piece a proven vet who they know can do well in the playoffs and the raptors are, are basically phasing into this rebuild. They got Rodney Hood who has a team option I believe for next year, so I think he they can decline if he's not or decline that option if he's not playing well. And then Gary Trent Jr is a restricted free agent. So he's 22, Powell's 27, 28 I believe, very similar players statistically and play-wise if you look at them. So I think Raptors are like, okay, we're we're rebuilding now. We're going to get a similar output player of Norm Powell, maybe like 70 or 80 percent of the player he is but he's five years younger we can sign him for a lot cheaper and he kind of fits more into our timeline and the blazers exactly like i said they have that proven piece for the playoffs and i think he'll re-sign there i mean if they offer him a contract i think norman powell will re-sign with the blazers so i think this is a good trade on both sides i mean this isn't really going to move the needle for either team but um you know a solid trade overall next up we have the miami heat acquired Nemanja bielitza from the Kings for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Bialica is just that solid 3 and D player. You know, he bolsters their team a little bit. I think for the Kings, this is just kind of salary relief. They don't really want to pay Bialica for the next few years if they're going to be a bad team. So not much to say for this trade. I think this is a solid trade for both teams, you know, looking from the outside in and what they want to accomplish. That's really all I have to say there. The Los Angeles Clippers, trade Lou Williams and two second-round picks to the Atlanta Hawks for Rajon Rondo. This trade, I mean, uh, you know, I guess the Clippers got their point guard. They got the guy who's going to facilitate the ball for guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I do feel bad for Lou Williams. I mean, it was pretty widely known that when he signed that, that contract with the Clippers that he was, you know, he signed, he signed to a pretty low deal than, than what he could have been offered. And it was kind of like a verbal agreement that he was never going to get traded, which I mean, I mean, it's the NBA right now. It's a business. I mean, I think he only has a few months left on his deal anyways, but it just sucks that he got traded after that verbal agreement. And you know, Hawks got their picks. They're six in the East right now. They're doing solid. They're 23 and 22. They're eight and two in their last 10. So not much else to really say on this trade here guys. The next Magic player, which I mentioned earlier, Evan Fournier is traded from the Orlando Magic for Jeff Teague and two future second round picks. You know, kind of a trade in desperation from both sides I feel like. Something is wrong with the Celtics right now. I mean, we all know that they're 7th seed in the East. They're 23 and 23. You know they just haven't had that punch that they've had in in previous seasons. Um, you know whether that's losing Gordon Hayward and like Kyrie Irving in the past few years, just sort of a, a drain of talent. I mean, but I you can't even really say that though because they still have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. So I mean, who knows? I mean, they have lost talent. They've gained some talent. They they needed a they they needed something, and I guess. Maybe that's going to be Evan Fournier. I'm not really sure how well he fits into this team, but I will say this, on the Magic side, it's disappointing in my opinion. You know, I didn't mention this earlier. I kind of wanted to mention this now, I suppose, but I feel like the Magic really sold low on all their players. Like Nikola Vucevic, I mean, okay, we'll say that's an even trade for them, but this Evan Fournier trade and the Aaron Gordon trade I'm going to talk about next. We knew what the Magic was capable of for so long. We knew this was kind of like a middle-of-the-pack team in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, these trades were made because they've just been vastly underperforming this season. I mean, they were a playoff team the last few seasons, and they're 15-30 and right now. They're second-last in the Eastern Conference. But I feel like if you knew what their ceiling was as management, you could have made these trades like a year or two earlier when these guys had much higher value, and you could have got like, better stuff for them. I mean, you're trading away Evan Fournier, who's, you know, all-intense, like, a pretty average NBA player. I mean, it depends on the night. I mean, this whole Magic team is just a bunch of... It's just a mismatch of guys who, who are good one night and bad the next, right? Like, there's no really outstanding players besides Nikola Vucevic, I should say, and Jonathan Isaac, but he's missing this entire season. And, you know, there were points in previous seasons where Evan Fournier Aaron Gordon were worth a lot in this league so i i just feel like that this was just like a bad time to trade from that's all i'll say on that but next up we have aaron gordon as well who was traded from the magic along with gary clark to the denver nuggets for gary harris rj hampton and a future first round pick this trade is that certainly a lot better i mean gary harris has just been a guy who's just struggled with injury for the past few years he was He's a, a solid NBA defender. You know, it's kind of definitely unfortunate how his career's turned out. I mean, he was he was definitely, like, seen as, you know, a one-two punch with Jamal Murray for, for those guards spots. And, you know, he he just hasn't been able to get away from the injury bug. So I, I like him on this team. He's going to have a lot less pressure performing on a bad team. And, um, you know, hopefully he does all right. RJ Hampton, I mean... You know, he's a project player. I mean, he was drafted a season or two ago. So, I mean, we'll see what they can do with him and then a future first-round pick. Like, this is kind of a a mid-trade. Like, I feel like, like I said earlier, you could have got more for Aaron Gordon, you know, last year or the year before. But, I mean, credit where credit is due. I mean, this is an all-right trade, I should say. And then the last trade we had on the deadline or the last trade I'm going to talk about, I should say. There were some other smaller trades that aren't really going to move the needle in a lot, but these are the these are the five or six biggest trades. You know, only two or three minutes before the deadline, the Miami Heat acquire Victor Alodipo from the Houston Rockets for Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and the rights to a 2022 draft pick swap. So, able to acquire Victor Alodipo for super cheap. He's been rumored to want to play for the Miami Heat for, it seems like, years now. I think this was definitely a move in desperation for the Rockets. I mean, I've talked about how, you know, the Rockets management and ownership is kind of a bit of a nightmare for a few years now. I mean, I mean, they could have had Karis Levert as opposed to Victor Oladipo, but it seems like they're really just trying to pay as little as possible for their team and just have a bad team for the next few years. So that's what they want to do. Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley, solid players. I mean, Kelly Olenek's, been on the Miami Heat for four years now he was on the Boston Celtics for a few years I mean he's a bit of a dynamic player and and kind of underrated in the NBA I feel like I'm not sure why but I I think he'll be good on this uh, Rockets team and then of course Miami Heat I mean they don't they don't trade a lot for Uh, victor oladipo i mean he'll pro and like they can it's basically kind of like a test run for him right like they can see what he's capable of for these next three months and if they want to re-sign him i mean his value is at an all-time low so like realistically they'll get a pretty good deal for him and uh, i think he'll perform a lot better being on a team he wants to play on and a team that's you know going to be playoff bound and, and has playoff expectations so That is all the news for this week. We went over my NBA predictions and the NBA trade deadline results. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next episode on Monday, April 5th. Thanks for listening.